Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I sadly am of the belief somewhat that when you are the unfortunate, but obviously very fortunate mm-hmm. person in your group, first person in your group to have children, mm-hmm. you kind of need to create a new camp of friends around you in a similar situation. I think it's really, really hard to achieve maintaining your old life and also mm. having a brand new one at the same time. Yeah. But it's so hard because with the the new camp that you create, you're not having those deep connections. Yeah. Because yeah. the the relationships that you, you're building with people are now based on children. And we all yeah. know when you go out with, when I, even as a single, I was going to say single mom, as a single person without children, when I meet my friends with children, they're all over the place yeah, yeah. chasing this child. So even though I'm readily available, the time we both have, both of us have children, we're just scattered all over yeah, the place. And yeah. it's just nice to be with someone who understands. 100%, I so, get So yeah, the, the, the depth of the relationships are just so much more different. Do you know something I wonder with this is like, I think that something that ends up driving a wedge between like first or maybe second person that has kids mm. and the rest of their friends is often that actually what that person did in their old life, they don't actually care for very much. Someone, yes, from the show. Ready? All right. If you're a true Beehive fan, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, Beyonce, yeah, but you always get stuff from no, 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 no. Ready? All right. Because I love where I walk, because I walk with a vengeance. This one does that highest love. Do you know when, um, she's like a bait, she always uses the same clip of when she was a child, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ready? All right. Is that what she says? Oh, well, I never. <laughs> Sometimes I, I say blue. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Because I whatever. Sometimes I'm really embarrassed about how much I know about Beyonce. So yeah, it's quite embarrassing, to be fair. On, well, I've, I've moved to the fourth, fourth floor in my office, but I was on the third floor. Mm-hmm. And the toilet wasn't too far from me. And every time somebody would close a toilet seat, it sounds like um, <laughs> one of the instruments in one of Beyonce's songs, Cuff It. Oh, my it's God. Like, I feel like falling in love. <laughs> literally, my brain will literally go to the, the song. Every time the toilet seat will stop, I'm like, I feel like falling. <laughs> so bad, like, isn't it? That is hilarious. <laughs> 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 the toilet. <laughs> Did you see that girl on Instagram? And she was saying that um, she wore a Beyonce t-shirt um, to Renaissance and the concert, sorry. Yeah. And it said, um, I love Wells, but nobody got it. She wore... What? A t-shirt saying I love Wells To where? To Beyonce's concert But nobody got it I don't get it either. You don't get it Do you know that interview Where they're all high She's like I love Wills Oh yeah, yes, But nobody I understood that. She's like yeah. what? Like, oh yeah It wouldn't come to mind Would it not? No I'm so dead I, mean, I do remember the interview But that would not come to mind If I saw I love Wills You think they were actually high? They, they look so They seemed high as hell Yeah And the conversation was just ridiculous <laughs> Like they were all chatting So much shit <laughs> They were, it was like, but to be fair, they were always a little bit, in a lot of the interviews, they seemed a bit dopey. Yeah, dopey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe they were just kids, I don't know. Because they were it's, kids. Yeah, like they were 16, kids. 17. Oh my gosh. Do you think that Jay-Z had like messed around with Aaliyah? Whoa. Wait, what? So, you know, there's like, there's, I feel like sometimes there's speculation around like Jay-Z was also involved with Aaliyah, but somehow he I managed to no escape. I had no idea. Yeah, I and I saw a picture this. recently in like, he was kind of hugging Aaliyah from behind. But and then there's, I've seen a lot of photos where Jay-Z's actually with Aaliyah. Right. Just amongst 
And I'm like, did you manage to escape that? Well, be that? surprised. Yeah. Because it's not as though him and Beyonce's story is squeaky exactly. clean either. Yeah. How old was she again? I think she was, I think she was like 16 when they met. Oh, Beyonce and Jay-Z. Yeah. yeah. But apparently they only started talking to each other later on, I think. When she was, she was still Eight. young. Maybe like 18, 18 or 19. Mm. He's 11 years older than her, mm. bruv. That is an age gap at that age. It really, real. really is, yeah. Because she was what? Was she 16? He was like 28 or something? Am I making, is that really bad maths? Um, wait, what? I feel like the age gap is bigger yeah, than he been, No, no, it's 11, I think. It was 11. Pretty sure it's 11, yeah. Anyways. Big, big man. What I've been thinking about recently with Jay-Z and Beyonce is how like, he was a drug dealer. Mm. Like basically There's some song <laughs> yeah. There's some song Where uh, With Pusha T And Jay-Z uses a sample Of someone Criticizing Beyonce Saying Your husband Was a, a, a top drug dealer For 16 years Or something like that And then he Does his bars or whatever mm-hmm. And that clip Did make me think It's true Like I don't know Beyonce to us is like Queen B, yeah, squeaky yeah. clean, church girl, but like she married a, a top drug dealer. <laughs> but like, but I don't, he wasn't a drug dealer when they met, though. He was a big time rapper. I guess he wasn't. It was like she was. Was, was he big time? He though? Tra- I feel like he with drug dealers, you don't just leave the hood overnight. So he sh- he clearly was Probably. still like hood as fuck, and maybe wrapped up in crime still. <laughs> Possibly, Possibly, yeah. No, it's just corporate crime. Yeah, <laughs> <I'm joking>. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Easily though, he was still. Yeah, he could have. Because I always think that with um, the drug dealer to rapper trajectory or just criminals to rapper mm-hmm. trajectory, I always feel sorry for them because it's like there's no way you just just because you have money now you're like never yeah, looking back. Yeah. You can't it, get rid of that a transition st- period. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, that's why they done that song on their first album. Um, that's how you like it, huh? That's how you like it, huh? Oh. And she's basically saying, I love you the way, you're, way I am. And then oh. I think she, he was saying, um, he was like, you should never get with those gangsters and never. I'm bad at lyrics, by the way. But he was basically saying that. He was basically <laughs> no, saying. you're making up buzz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should never get with them gangsters. <laughs> she was basically saying that she likes the way he, he wears his hat to the sad. Oh. You know yeah, I know what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. Was, yeah, he was basically saying that. People say that you shouldn't get with me. Yeah, yeah. I know yeah. that that was and definitely she's like, a journey. Like <laughs> yeah, she's always been backing her man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saying how she loves him the way he is and she doesn't care. I mean, and she should. Mm. But I'm, it's more so just like, I do find it interesting that what what must be happening behind closed doors? Like, maybe Beyonce is pretty hood. Do you know, I think she likes to think she's hood. Yeah. It does seem gimmicky when she does it. Yeah. Do you remember... Soldier Sorry so, Yes Soldier's really funny you, It's a tune But what you think about it It's hilarious It's so cringe I need a soldier <laughs> There's some lyric That um, Kelly says Like if you ain't If you ain't got like oh, a uh, And it's some hood shit I know that, what you mean this, what you I know what you mean Oh what is that lyric If your status ain't hood Do you know how funny yeah. that is Status ain't hood I you for it Better be street If you're looking at me Come on now <laughs> It's really that funny Carry big things If you, you know, know what I mean yeah. <laughs> Carry big Sis What do you know about carrying Stop it Your mama had a hair salon No you know literally about. Sis The fact that you made a song about it You're not about it It's mad in there <laughs> And they're wearing camo Yeah She's wearing camo very cargo hood. pants Literally With the dogs How very hood The dogs And I swear when they have They're, they're holding the dogs They're wearing like Really? Yeah. <laughs> What's going on in that no, video? No it's terrible It's terrible How ridiculous They probably clash Sometimes I think about that um, In terms of like My own love life Of like Obviously we grew up in the hood and ideally, I wouldn't grow up, I wouldn't be with someone who also grew up in the hood. But sometimes yeah. relatability is helpful. Mm. But being with someone who really doesn't get it, yeah, is very yes. hard. Because I remember, my, I remember a colleague actually. She always spoke about this, and she came from quote unquote like a broken home. Mm. But she met someone, and he had a really loving family. The parents loved on each other, and yeah. they genuinely like even behind closed doors just had a loving, normal relationship. Yeah. And she was like, she's always aspired to be like with someone like that because he loved. On her the way that she'd want to be loved on Yeah But there were times where she would Find things triggering or whatever And he just wouldn't mm. get it at all Because he just can't relate That's interesting to me though Because Yeah I guess that Of course that does make sense But there's a part of me that's also like How can you not empathise With certain things mm. Like I don't know I feel like most people 
have enough proximity to things to be able to relate. That's true. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, I, I guess I grew up in a two-parent household, but yeah. how, the idea of not having your dad around is by no means yeah. weird to me. Yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. I've seen it I enough, I get Hackney. it. Yeah. As well. But I mean, what hole do you live under to not know <coughs> how... Oh, oh, you're right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What's that? I don't know what happened. <laughs> Hope you're not getting sick. No, that's how it starts. I just I don't know. Oh, good. <laughs> Take your time. Over me. Take your time. Woo! Um, my life flashed before my eyes. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> your eyes are from. Have you, you said? I'm shooking. I was like, oh. Have sick. you ever know feeling where like you genuinely feel like your dad is and it's like, although it got it's gone down the wrong hole. I'm like, yeah. That happened to me the other day. I, I think I um. <laughs> I don't know if I laugh, but I breathed in. Yeah. And bare rice went down Ooh. the wrong hole. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was rather choking. And you know, like, I understood what choking was because yeah. I was coughing it out. Like, yeah. it wasn't like, I don't know, I've never done that before. Yeah. But I was probably just flying out because I was coughing it up. <laughs> I literally thought, I'm going to die if this rice goes into my lungs. That's mad. <laughs> so many ways to die, isn't there? <laughs> It's mad. <laughs> there are so many ways. So to many die. ways to die. Oh. Right. But yeah, sorry, you were saying about relatability and Yeah, like I don't know what kind of hole you have to live under. Because mm. what was their situation that she grew up in a broken home? Yeah, she grew up in a broken home. So I think sometimes the way that she would express her anger or whatever wasn't the way that he grew up with. Mm. So she would like, she might lash out and he would just be like, What on earth is this? Right. Like I've never experienced someone right. like you. Um, to be fair, yeah, maybe. Yeah, if maybe never... it's just if you're just not used to it. Um, I'm also thinking about that maybe with like interracial couples, or if I happen to get with a, a white man who lived, I don't know, in Kent somewhere. Mm. Like how, and I'm expressing, I don't know how I feel about racism or something, or I'm paranoid that I've experienced something, and they're just not getting it. That's a good example. Yeah, and I, I can imagine they would never get it. Yeah, you only get it if you get it. Do you yeah, know what I mean, like I do wonder with those couples, like, do you? I remember um, Steve the Madman spoke about this on Snapchat um, during the whole Black Lives Matter thing and George Floyd. He was like, him and Emma, I don't think it's going anymore, but they had never discussed racism like that wow. before, ever. And they've been together for like 20 plus years. That's insane. Yeah. So I do wonder sometimes with interracial couples, is it just something that you you just never explore? Address. Yeah. I think it's, oh, well, not always. I guess it's going to be different for each couple, mm. but I imagine that is maybe explored in a bit of a surface level way. Mm. And things like, like obviously everybody knows what racism is. So I think the obvious versions that you can see with your eyes, mm-hmm. but maybe it's kind of hard to express or articulate microaggressions, for mm. example. And like, even sometimes just that gut feeling. Yeah. Like, yeah, you can't yeah. explain it. You, you can't, just you feel You it. just feel the vibe. Yeah. yeah. So it's probably difficult to, mm. to navigate that. I also wonder whether they feel like they're, I think conquering is too much of a big word for that, but like, they're conquering racism by just being together in a way of like they've acknowledged it how do I explain like they were aware of it but they've come together therefore maybe it doesn't affect either of them because their their love senses their relationship not their race it's not something they don't have to explore because they've accepted each other for who they are I think, I don't know, know maybe. I get what you mean. I think that would probably be a bit idealistic though because their relationship exists in the real world and they can't, Mm. you can't ignore racism Mm. in the real world. So maybe when they're in their bubble, you're able to do that. But I feel like once you step outside, you're going to be faced with something. Mm. And also there's, there's the systemic side of racism. And when you join lives with somebody Mm. else, the issues that affect them systemically now affect you. So I think there's yeah. only so much hiding that you can do. Mm. I don't know, things like, even things like getting a job, like not being discriminated against when you're applying for roles and that kind of thing. Mm. Now that your income is joint, you're going to be equally as invested in yeah. injustice for that person in that yeah, way. Yeah, that's true. Well, you'd hope anyway. Mm. But who knows? Who knows? Yeah, who knows? This is all on the other side of the world for me. I don't, I don't have a clue. Um, it's worth saying that I'm Fuller. <laughs> and I'm Ricky. Welcome back to episode 86 of, wait, Am Am I I Toxic? toxic? 
The baddest podcast in the game. You don't know the don't know. <laughs> is it? Is it so? No, I'm joking. Stop. Um, I've, no, I'm joking. We're amazing. We are amazing. Need to revisit and reassess, <laughs> as we've said a couple times now. <laughs> Just life be life in. But yeah, man, it's cool. It's all good. Should I ask how you are or do you not really care? No, we can ask how you are. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. We follow it for drinks yesterday and she was like, how are you? And I was like, don't know. <laughs> um, um, I genuinely don't know. Um, yeah. I'm not happy. Uh, I'm not incredibly sad. But I guess by me saying incre- not incredibly sad means there is a sadness. There is a sadness. Yeah. This girl doesn't have to be not happy slash incredibly sad. Yeah. Um, I'm like uh, 60% depressed. Okay. 40% okay. Right. Uh, I think my period's due. Mm. Um, people are evil. Mm, all of the yeah, above. Yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, you're coping. Yeah, coping. You're good at coping. Yes, coping. So that's where I'm at. I went to Danky Sounds last. Oh week. yeah, I was Beefa. Beefa. Beefa was good. So I really enjoyed Danky Sounds. I think it was great. I think because of the way I felt within myself, it was hard to engage properly. Mm. That always happens. Um, yeah. We've discussed this before. If I'm not happy. Um, in London, I don't know. In my own space, it doesn't matter where I go in the world. I'm not happy. Mm. <laughs> like I feel, like I really have to f- be happy within myself before yeah. I try to seek happiness anywhere else. Yeah. However, it was nice to be sad in the sun, mm. <laughs> at least. It helps, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Danky sounds was great. I would say that um, that it was quite disorganized mm. in some for some events. First night was good. Um. I would say the VIP wasn't VIP right, at okay. all. And that's why I feel a bit just, I don't know, hard done by a little bit. Yeah. Because people paid extra money for VIP and it just wasn't really a VIP experience. Right. So the first night there wasn't, re- there was no really VIP. It was just everything. Everything for everyone. Yeah. And you kind of expect to be like queuing in a different queue yeah, for VIP. Different section maybe. Yeah. It just wasn't really. There's no VIP sections. The first night, no. What did they say a VIP would be? Um, I don't actually know. I think there was. I'm assuming there must have been a, a separate queue, mm. um, maybe fast tracks or something yeah. to the event. I don't remember reading everything, but I'm a sh- VIP means yeah, VIP. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, if you felt no difference, then yeah. No, I didn't feel any difference on the first night. The second night was, um, as this, I think the second day was what really pissed me off. Actually, mm. getting in was a palaver. We were kind of treated like, not necessarily by. Um, the Danky staff But The venue that they had hired from mm. Or was doing the event at Were talking to you like shit right. Saying that like Everyone get in this queue No get in that queue yeah. And people literally half naked Like Yeah Line up for a party yeah. um, There was the the main guy The James guy Was very polite And yeah. like said No sorry we wouldn't sort it out and stuff There was another member of staff Who was actually disgusting And should be fired right. For the way that he spoke to us He oh was like God. Who told you to get here at this time then Okay Very rude What a prick Very very yeah. rude um, So then we, once you got in It was just really frustrating Because your mood's, your, your mood's ruined I hate yeah. that I hate when you struggle To get into an event And by the time you get in there You've been punched left or right yeah. You've cried Your makeup yes. is worn yeah. And you just feel like an idiot For being you there like an idiot. And you're there in your sexy dress yeah. And you're like I don't want to be I'm angry I want to yeah, be at home Yeah it was yeah. chaos And I think also Chaos-y. with the event There was so many tears to VIP mm. So you try to go to VIP Um Section and be like You don't have this wristband It's like well, Why do What do we pay what for do, Yeah What yeah. do we have Yeah So that was a bit That was quite annoying So Saturday was Not very good But Sunday Genuinely was the best party I've ever been to in my life Wow And I feel like They they really redeemed themselves Okay And I don't think It was actually that, Obviously And apparently They've only been going For two years they've, So Honestly What they've achieved Is absolutely amazing To be able to do A big party holiday Like that in two years Yeah They've Done, they've blown they've done it. They've bits. done yeah, bits. Yeah, yeah. Well it done. was. I think the the vibe that they created, the branding yeah. is fantastic. I think the staff minus the idiot boy, whoever yeah. he was, who knows what what affiliation he really has with it. Yeah, really, really good. Um, okay, so yeah, good. I'm, I think that kind of redeemed the day before. Okay, okay. Um, but yeah, fantastic energy, and I think it's a reflection on the staff. Basically, yeah, what so they've done. Yeah. Big up you, and obviously, you know, I'm saying this not to slander, but. You know, feedback's Be important. Be honest, 100%. Yeah, feedback's important. So It is, yeah. yeah and I'm, the getting in thing, like, I have a very serious 
issue with it. I've I really hate that. Like, mm. and when I go to black events, it's the only time. Yeah. That for some reason, there's a chance, and I have to even prepare my mind for it. I might be treated like a dog. Yeah. When I've actually yes. paid money, yeah. <laughs> it is horrible. Yeah. It's infuriating. It wasn't cheap. VIP was about two hundred pounds. Yeah. yeah. So it's not like we've it wasn't guests or even if it was. We've paid money to get in yeah. and we're expecting to get in smoothly. To get in and to not be abused as though yes. you've committed a crime yeah. in getting in. He like, literally said, who told you to come here at this time? Are you mad? I know it's a day party and we got there maybe like four and it started at two. opening, like, <laughs> relax. Yeah. In any case, like, I don't. I never understand people like that. You're actually talking to women. Why yeah. are you on crud? Yeah, because it's, it's not, not like crud. you guys would come and be like, "What fuck? What you let us say?" Yeah. Then he's like, "Raw, yeah. you're just coming at people. What's Literally. wrong with you?" It was horrible. It I don't was, like that. It was really, really horrible. But yeah, again, fantastic. Like I would, I would go again. Mm. Um, just hoping that they would, you know, been in the game for two years, not very long. Mm. Just take on board. When, where things go wrong I guess that's events yeah. Isn't it for you And that's what Something's I was going to go yeah, wrong Something is going to go wrong Yeah My only pet peeve With the stuff going wrong And like I didn't go obviously so Yeah I guess I can't I, It would <laughs> be weird for me to have Yeah literally yeah. Like, For me that's not even an issue It's like <laughs> I, I wasn't there But The thing that Just strikes me stri- I was going to say Strikes a chord Is that the saying Strikes yeah. a chord yeah. with me Is the Getting in thing Like I, I wish I could send out a PSA to all black event mm-hmm. organizers to get it together because yeah. we are abused as black people enough <laughs> in the yeah. street at work Monday yeah. to Friday. When we come to your events and we've paid money to support whatever it is that you're doing and also to release and free up ourselves, mm. we don't need to be treated like dogs as well by our own. Yeah. So it, I know a lot of the time it's the event organizers. I mean, it's the um, venue. Sorry. Mm-hmm. But vet the venue then Like do your yeah, you have to vet the Go venue. in knowing yeah. that A lot of these venues They're racist and they're pricks mm-hmm. So Are you racist? And are mm-hmm. you a prick? Like vet them Because It is just not good enough Even It happened to me At Prince of Peckham once Oh wow And the guy actually apologised to me afterwards. Yes I remember Yeah but yeah I couldn't believe it We had Bought We'd booked No we'd bought tickets For an event mm-hmm. Had the tickets Showing them, them to him He's like I've never seen these before was it and, not even on Dice? Yeah even, Or something we, like, we, It was like we, I think it was either Shubs or yeah, but we, we followed the link and that The link that you said That we should buy the tickets That's where we bought the tickets <laughs> yeah. said Never seen this in my life And we were like But It's it's the ticket for this And it's yours yeah. I'm going to get this uh, Manager or whatever Then he comes back And he's like You are disrupting people Can you get to the side And I said Wait why is he treating us Like criminals Yeah Why is he at, We have a ticket And we're trying to get in And he said you know, I'm actually sorry. I said, yeah, it's true. I'm really sorry because, like, I, he said, I shouldn't have spoken to you like that. Like, you've paid and you're here. And I said, yeah, we paid and we're yeah. in the queue. And because you lot, because basically we were in the queue and they were saying, we don't recognize your tickets, but mm-hmm. we're asking the manager. So we're like waiting for the manager to come. Mm-hmm. And that's when he starts screaming, listen, your tickets don't work. Can you move? And we were like, what the Wait, fuck? What? Do you know what's also insane as well? I think when when it comes to businesses like this, this is a business and yeah. this is a service. Yeah. So don't ask, like not being funny. There's certain friends of mine that I'm not gonna ask you to go on the door because some you're you're a prick. You're not the one. Yeah. You're, yeah, not, you're, friendly. you're not friendly. You're not friendly. You're not good at like, customer this service. Is, this is representing Hunt, the your business company, as a the whole. Brand. And this is Facts. this is the, the front person mm-hmm. online on your business. Hundreds like I'm not percent. when I'm in the queue frustrated that you're. Shit customer service I'm not thinking about the guy Who's organised an amazing event Behind and, the scenes And the finance yeah. Nobody gives a fuck I'm disgruntled the already The front Yeah, yeah. Cust- This is why You interview for customer yes. service And when you go for an interview <laughs> At customer service You better be friendly yeah. And bubbly And nice <laughs> And make people feel Like their problems aren't problems yeah. Like these are the things That yeah. you need But these are like You man Anyone able to do the door And it's your abusive <laughs> yeah. friend yeah. That's actually got Two restraining orders yeah. on him <laughs> That you put on the door <laughs> Stupid It's absolutely it ridiculous. ridiculous You provide a service You provide a vibe yeah. I'm not being funny Like even me If I had an event And things were going left Maybe hand out a glow stick yeah, Hand 100%. out a shot Best believe when you arrive You're going to feel welcome yeah. And excited to get in yeah. You're not going to feel like The mountain before yes. the Before <laughs> the fun like, It shouldn't feel like that yeah. Genuinely I have to prep myself yeah. like, And these days I'm finding myself Trying to be strategic Of like Alright is it better to try And go on the guest list or is it better to get a ticket? Yeah. Who's treated better? Because these days, guest list doesn't mean a damn thing. No, it doesn't. Thing. Just guess, bad you're, you're usually yeah. on the side, man. And the yeah. ticketed people that paid their 50 pounds, they get in mm. comfortable. So I'm like, should I buy? Should, how am I going to be abused the least? <laughs> yeah. Like, what is this? You shouldn't have to feel that way, man. I was listening to Black Girls Living uh, a couple of days ago. Well, mm-hmm. And Jasmine 
and Vic were talking about, I guess we all talk about this all the time, like the lack of comfortable spaces Mm -hmm. for black people to just be and chill and whatever. Um, And yeah, I don't know, that conversation... It it made it it filled me with a bit of energy of like, all right, cool, we're all complaining about this, but this generation is the one that has to fix it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, nothing's gonna change. Yeah. So I guess how important are these social spaces to us? Cause we've got a lot of people that are starting businesses and like loads of entrepreneurial spirits, but for some reason it's an area that nobody wants to touch. Mm. The events thing, I don't get it, even though there's such a demand for it. I do get that not events, sorry, the what should I call it? Uh, what's what is the term? Entertainment, Entertainment? space. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> chill spots. <laughs> Nobody wants to create them. And obviously, I know that there's lots of like red tape for black-owned businesses and all of that kind. Happened of Happened to stuff. Taser, doesn't ta- Taser, Taser tried Taser? to start something the, yeah. at the Dawson Junction yeah. place. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know what his issue. I was. think, I think anyway. Correct me if I'm wrong, listeners. Um. They had an they done events in general, and I think at one of them, there was an incident with like a knife where somebody got stabbed. Mm. So they were on like the police radar or something. So right. I think now, I think that was attached to his name or the Brandon or something. So the police were like, no, because these events are known for being violent, which is just racist because incidents racist. happen everywhere. Yeah, this that's what I think. Is the Do you story. know what I really think needs to happen? And it's, it shouldn't be this way, but mm. I, it's just what I think needs to happen. I think it needs to be black women. As always, mm. I think we carry everything on our back as we've done. I thought going to say white people. Huh? God forbid, no. It will turn so, into higher. No, literally. That was, <laughs> literally, we're beating you at the door yeah. and taking your money out of your pocket at the same time. No, ain't no way. I think, I think it needs to be black women. Mm. I think that mm. black women are fantastic curators of comfortable and safe spaces. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like... It's really true, actually. Black... I've never heard of... Oh, I rarely hear, I should say, of a space that a black woman's created that black men don't feel welcome. It yeah. doesn't happen. Whereas yeah. it, that, what happens it really happens parties all the around. time when like you invite a guy to a birthday, he's like, oh, is it a guy's birthday? Exactly, birthday? exactly. Yeah. If it's a woman, they're yeah. there. But if it's a guy, there's, yeah. there's all this ego. So everyone comes in with mad vibrato mm. and big chest. Even it's interesting actually as well, because I think that kind of creates a vibe of the type of girls who are also welcome and invited to those spaces yeah, too. When a, yeah. if, when a guys run it. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. It, it trickles down into everything. Mm. So yeah, I've been I've been toying with it in my head of like, it's, it's always been one of my dreams to yeah. create a space for black people. Mm-hmm. Like maybe a restaurant, a bar. It's always been like my retirement dream. Yeah. Like when, when I'm done and, you know, I, I just want to enjoy myself. And mm. I, to be fair, I've not thought about doing it in this country. I've thought about doing it elsewhere. But it's always been something on my list. But now more and more, I'm like, I really think some black women need to come together. Absolutely. And I think of... um. That party here, the pub quiz. Oh that yeah, the two black girls yeah, run. Yeah, Look yeah. at how that's I've grown never up. been to one though. Yeah, I haven't before. Been I want to go. But I've heard it's great. Like all of our friends go all the time. Yeah. They love it. Hello, Melin. Hello, Melin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's, it's true. There's it's so many black girls creating yeah. safe spaces that are social. I think we just need more permanent ones. Yeah, and I genuinely think it, it would bang if a black woman mm. did it or black women. So maybe watch this space. Yeah. Long, but also, Somebody else do it, please. No, it's true. It's true. This is a shame. But yeah, on, on a whole, I would say that really enjoyed it. It was great. Mm. Big up you guys. But yeah, obviously some tweaks need to be made. Yeah. In order you to live prevent and you learn, didn't pissed you? off people. But no, it was good. I definitely struggled with feeling desirable oh, um, on that trip. And I was speaking to a few other people and they felt the same as well, actually. Mm. Yeah. I think when you think of like Ibiza, you think of looking nice mm, and glamorous in the bikini and stuff like that. Yeah. There's a lot of pressure. And I guess sometimes in the black spaces, it feels very scarce as well. Yeah. <laughs> Every man for themselves yeah. type of vibe. There's not a lot of men out there. There's, there's, a, there's an excess of women out there. My God, the yeah. women never end. And the women were given. Uh, yeah, it seems everybody, so. looked, everybody looked amazing. Yeah. But I just, I think I just struggled. I was saying before that I think sometimes with like party holidays or black spaces and I don't know, feeling desirable and stuff, it feels like you either, you have to be a baddie and the men come to you or you have to really immerse yourself mm. in like talking to people and stuff. Yeah. And when you're not, I guess I wasn't really in the mood. <laughs> you're going to be like, stop putting yourself down. I'm not a baddie. I'm not a baddie, but I can't, if I wanted to immerse myself, I probably could. Someone mm. would probably suck my pussy if I wanted <laughs> But I'm not going out there Do you know what I mean? To look for it Yeah Yeah, But like I don't have the privilege Of just standing pretty And being like 
someone's gonna amongst all you. the baddies. Okay. Do you know what I? I know what you're gonna say. I know what you mean. Yeah. I, but <laughs> I so just it was just think, difficult. I think that <laughs> a lot of this is myth to a certain extent. Yes. I think I not to say not to invalidate what you're saying. Yeah. You experienced because I, I I get it and yeah. I've been there as well. Yeah. But I also think it's like a. There's what I find those people usually have to them is an elusive nature mm. as opposed to fitting the profile of whatever a baddie is. Yeah. Because I, I know people of all different cuts, shapes and sizes that have that energy to them mm-hmm. that it's like magnet. Men just yeah. are, flock towards them. And I think it's more about the energy than it is mm. how you look, in my opinion. Mm. Obviously within reason because I do get that there are still like conventional beauty standards that even though you're different shape and size, whatever, you still fit into one. Mm-hmm. But I do think you fit into one of the conventional beauty standards. And that's where I'm like, this idea of a baddie is like assuming <laughs> that there's one conventional beauty standard. There's not. There's a few and you fit into one of them. Yeah. Um, and I get it. Like, I, I get what you mean. I'm not going to be here and be like, oh, I'm literally so undesirable. Like, no matter where I go in life, I'm invisible. Because I do get that sometimes. That is the experience of some people sometimes mm. where they're not. Like, I do get there are maybe certain spaces that I can be in. For instance, if I go to like a hooded event, I'm their type. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's just, I know I do fit a certain profile. But um, yeah, and I'm, I'm also very much aware that like of my energy as well and where how I felt on that trip. And yeah. maybe I think, in general, I've always been given the feedback from people that I can come across, guys, that I can come across a bit cold sometimes. Mm. So even if someone is kind of like, hey, yeah, I'm yeah. like, you need to give them a sign back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm not flirtatious at yeah. all. It physically makes me feel sick. I hear it. It's so, with strangers. Like, oh, I'm flirty, but I get what you're yeah. saying. It's all good with strangers. Yeah. But exactly. Yeah. But no, I did I did I definitely struggled with like my self-esteem oh. on the trip a thousand percent. I'm sorry, man. Um yeah, it's fine. It's it's just fucked though, because a lot of the time it's just London. Like London yeah. culture and energy, yeah, which is what was in Ibiza. Yeah. It's just not that vibe. The mm-hmm. vibe is very laissez faire, like everybody stays in their own little corner. Mm-hmm. And yeah, people don't talk to each other like that. Yeah, not which really. is why you have to be either one or the other. You have to be the elusive babe who's like, come to me. <laughs> And pouts every now and then And catches an eye Then looks away Then catches it You have yeah. to be that girl Or you have I to be the, the class energy. clown That's gonna go Having a drink our way Yeah Come on You have to gotta be You have to be one of them Yeah yeah Because of London culture Because one says They both say the same thing They both say I'm ready and available Talk to me Talk to me Talk to me Anything in between Everyone's too scared To to um toe that line And put themselves In that vulnerable position That they're moving to someone that's going to be like, ew. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's which, yeah. yeah no, I, I do feel like I'm very much aware that a lot of it was to do how I felt. So even on the, so the first night, I really enjoyed the first night. And then I basically even went, I had a breakdown mm. in the evening. And I think it just ruined the trajectory of the rest of my trip. Yeah. But I feel like even that, at that party, I was, we was doing some really funny games where like, we're doing dares and stuff like that. So I was doing my rounds, talking to people. Yeah. And I'm not very, um, although I felt undesirable, I'm not very man focused. Mm. So even when I'm talking to him, I'm not even thinking, oh, yeah. Right. Are you going to like me? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm even silly you. and be like, oh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Want to play snap? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's how I am with men. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't really care like that. Mm. But yeah, I think after like me just feeling really sad, it kind of just ruined everything. And when you're not feeling good, you look out for things. And I'm like, no one likes, wants to talk to me. I'm so invisible. Mm. So yeah. Okay. But, um, it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Anyways, I've been talking about myself so long. Um, how are you? <laughs> Um, what's going on? The ice cream van outside. <laughs> I love ice I cream. Thinking, I haven't heard an ice cream van in years. Um, <laughs> you ever used to be like, "Hurry up!" To your mum, like, your mum's. Oh my god! For some reason, every time I ask my mum for money, she'd be napping. Yeah, so she'd be like, "Oh, let me get up. Let me get my personal." I'm like, oh! <laughs> literally, I'll get it myself <laughs> because there's a limit on this. Yeah. <laughs> 
You be running out in your socks. No. <laughs> running like Sonic. No, literally, the ice cream. You probably run for. Yeah, run for my life. Whose idea was an ice cream van, please? It's cruel. It's hilarious it's when I think cruel. about it. Like, why, why do, if we have ice cream, I was like, why don't we have like smack vans? Yeah. Like, why ice cream? It's so random. I mentioned this in my old job, actually, when I was doing development about like a, a possible TV show idea of like, and like, a, an, I feel like, Ice cream vans have just never developed in life. Yeah. Like they've never evolved. They're literally scummy. Yeah, they really are. I think that a lot of them are drug fronts. Yeah, no, they are. 100%. But they should really up the levels because ice cream on wheels is sick. It makes sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why is there not a gentrified ice cream van? There's not. They I'm need surprised to they've do not it. That, yeah. They just put up their price. <laughs> it's so true. Three pounds for a flick. No, I'm joking. Joke. I don't know. I haven't been spoiling it. Probably is. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Anyway, sorry for saying. That's um, <laughs> I'm fine. Yeah. yeah. Don't really have much to report. It was the anniversary of my dad's passing last week. So that was a hard week. Mm-hmm. Um, few other things like family. September represents a lot of like loss and um mourning for me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I had a hard week, but now I think I'm back on the come up. Um Looking forward to my birthday. That should be fun. Um, and I think that's about it. I think I'm trying to go fast because I'm realizing that we're running out of time. Um, oh, so we should probably do the toxic. All right, I was gonna oh. get to therapy mode. Like, I'm so. How dead. do you feel? <laughs> how do you? Nah, do you know what? I'm all right. Yeah, all right. we move. Yeah. Mm, toxic thought. Yes. So she said she submitted her toxic thought and then she came back and said, sorry, I forgot to add the intro. Um, she said, I literally just screenshotted my notes and sent my toxic thought. So please read this bit below first. I've been listening to your podcast since day one and I haven't missed an episode. Love listening to you ladies every Monday. You're so down to earth and normal and it's so refreshing in this day and age of influencers, Instagram podcasters to have something just for us normal people. Mm. You are so relatable and a pleasure to listen to. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you, darling. Thank you. That's very sweet. Influencer life pending. (laughs) Amen. Like guys, I've got something to promote. Ole skincare. <laughs> Imagine. Oh my god, Ole, absolutely. Yeah, but Ole. No, I don't use it, but I'm I feel like they actually do collaborate with influencers. They do. Yeah. So that Amelia yeah. she does what's her name? That is fucked. <laughs> I just I'm said Amelia I don't remember her surname. And Lady Leisha. She Lady was doing Ole. Lisha. Yeah, Lady Lisha. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. They've been, they've been going a bit wrong with the people in. that they use. So, <laughs> you never know. Could be us. Yes, you know some people's moms still sell sell Avon. <laughs> I, you know, I'll never Don't forget. Don't the black ladies do um, <laughs> Mary, Mary Kay? Kay. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Mary Kay as well. I remember Mary Kay. I feel like the makeup was awful. Was I don't want to say it. But yeah, I don't think it was very good. I remember <laughs> Far Away perfume from Avon. That's what my mom always says. My mom, you know, Far Away perfume from Avon was my mom's scent growing up. Far Away. <laughs> I can smell it now. Like Fire Away. Far Away. Oh, far Away. Far Away. <laughs> <laughs> That's how my mom would say, please order me Far Away. Every time. And how did, like, how did, did you have to pay for it each month? Or I think it was like... It was commission-based. I remember that. Yeah. No, it's just you have people that sell it. They make the order, deliver it to yeah. the house and give it to you. And so they get mad. a commission from it. Mad. Far away. Yeah. Hilarious. So, but anyway, sorry, guys. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so, then, <laughs> you know, I just, we just went off on a tangent. Go on. You know a guy... Mm-hmm. Oh no, what? That I dated back in the day started yeah. selling Avon. What? And I... <laughs> Avon? Rukia, I had to... He was, and I ended it, but yeah. he was like, how how can I not support his business? What? It's not your business, bro. <laughs> oh my God. Because I wouldn't make an order. Oh my God. <laughs> Avon, I know. I remember, I don't story as well. I remember there was a woman in my area um, and she used to do hampers, like Christmas hampers. And yeah. so over the course of the year, you'd give her money to make save for your hamper. And there was one woman in particular, she took all of her money and then Christmas time she had no food. <laughs> She stole her money. I was going to say that this sounds like a way to very easily steal from people. Yeah. She was mo- getting a monthly contribution from people. Yeah, and she just never gave the woman any food. They had no food for Christmas. Oh my yeah. God. And when I think about it, Why my, mom, my mom done it that? at one point. I feel like, how poor can you be that you you save for a year for Christmas, Christmas dinner? Day. Yeah. It's mad, isn't it? That is sad. Yeah. So why are you giving it to someone else? Why not just save it for yourself then do your own Christmas shopping? 
I guess maybe because she couldn't hold the money, it's better off just giving it to someone else. So it's out of the way. I guess it's a friend. And it's probably commission based as well. Wow. Anyway, sorry. Anyway, I'm so sorry, guys. Um, Right. So the title of this toxic thought is women with kids and women without kids will never have the same friendship. I say this as a mom, having lost the majority of my friendships with my childless friends. I have... I have, however, gained a lot of new friendships with mums, which are stronger than some of my old friendships. I was one of the first of my closest friends to have a child. And out of the approximate 10 friendships I had, I don't really have any of them at all. We send the, oh my God, we have to meet up soon message every now and then, but it never happens on both of our parts. And that is simply down to the fact our lives are way too different for things to work out. I can't tell you how many times my friends have said, if you ever need a babysitter, I'm here. Yet they never check in and have never tried to build a relationship with my children over the years. I can't leave my children with someone they hardly know. It's not fair on the child or the friend. Likewise, I have flopped on numerous occasions, sorry, social occasions, including birthdays, because the unglamorous mum life has left me drained, tired, and unable to focus on anything other than my children. So going out as much... As much as I would love to go out and get waved and get loose, it's off my radar because subconsciously I can't switch off from being a being in mum mode. Consequently, I don't get invited to things anymore. That's really sad. Yeah. There are certain things that childless women will never understand, even if they have little cousins, nieces, nephews, etc. You are not their sole physical, financial, and emotional responsibility, so it's the same. And there are things that women with children do not understand about the other side of life. They may have a, they may have understood prior to having kids but they have surely forgotten. Even friends who have older teen, teenagers, teenage kids, yeah, have forgotten the struggle of the early years days. So find it hard to have a relationship with them is hard as well sometimes. It's down to different priorities, demands and schedules. Uh, life is not all about your kids, but in your, in your mom world, it really is. When your kids are small, I think it's intensified. And I'm sure as your kids get older, it gets easier but they are small for a long time and it's all, and it's really all you know until otherwise. Bless. Oh, yeah. I mean, when I saw this toxic thought, I was like, yeah, this is a really good one because I I feel like most people our age are going to be able to relate mm-hmm. because most people are on one side or the other. They're on yep. the side that we're on, which is single or childless. Mm-hmm. Um, well, maybe not single, but childless. And then... yeah. Or you're on the other side of having settled down and have children and you're living a completely different life now. I feel like this submission is really balanced as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I think she's been really fair mm. to both sides because it actually sounds like she understands, like, her own limitations in a sense of, like, I think she mentioned something about um, not... She might have understood what it was like to be w- without children yeah. before, but yeah. she's definitely forgotten. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So, I sadly am of the belief somewhat that when you are the unfortunate, but obviously very fortunate mm-hmm. person in your group, first person in your group to have children, mm-hmm. you kind of need to create a new camp of friends around you in a similar situation. I think it's really, really hard to achieve maintaining your old life and also having mm. a brand new one at the same time. Yeah. But it's so hard because with the the new camp that you create, you're not having those deep connections. Yeah. Because yeah. the the relationships that you, you're building with people are now based on children. And we all yeah. know when you go out with, when I, even as a single, I was going to say single mom, as a single person without children, when I meet my friends with children, they're all over the place. Yeah. yeah. Chasing this child. So even though I'm readily available, the time we both have, both of us have children. We're just scattered all over yeah, the place. And yeah. it's just nice to be with someone who understands. 100%. I so, get that. So, yeah, the, the the depth of the relationships are just so much more different. Do you know something I wonder with this is like, I think that something that ends up driving a wedge between like first or maybe second person that has kids mm. and the rest of their friends is often that actually what that person did in their old life they don't actually care for very much. Mm. So, because basically I know mothers, right, who have children and they make sure that that child slips into the their old life as oh, opposed yeah. to creating a whole new one. Yeah. Because they really love the old mm. life. But I think that a lot of mothers, people, new mothers, don't actually necessarily care for their old life anymore when they mm. have children. And so 
Now, unfortunately, what ends up happening here is that what usually ends up successfully integrating the lives of new mums and their friends, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, is when the new mum loves their old life and mm-hmm. forces maintaining it. And that naturally means that the childless friends who haven't got a clue about motherhood and don't mm-hmm. really care for it right now see you more. Oh, and they okay, spend more yeah. time with you. And naturally, they see your kid more because yeah. of it. And they're like, oh, I love this kid. <laughs> yeah. This is your ch- child. And they're just around you. Mm-hmm. And then they like hop over and meet you more in the middle after that. And mm-hmm. they're like, no, your child is a part of my life. So now I'm like, always going to really put an effort to be a part of your child's life. Mm-hmm. But I think when the mother becomes a mum and like kind of assumes that as her new identity, the childless friends are lost. And they're a bit like, Guess she's over there then. Yeah, yeah. And they don't necessarily say, no, nah, let's make an active they don't always, I should say, make yeah. say, let's make an active effort to like meet her in her new life. They're just like, she's changed. Yeah, completely you know I mean? changed yeah. as well. Yeah. And it's 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 one of those things that I think is just sad but almost inevitable. But the only times that I do see it work mm. is when that scenario that I described, where it's like the mom's like, I'm not letting that life go because yeah. I love that shit. But yeah. when you don't care about it. You let it go easily. Yeah. When you say um, you don't think that they care for their old life, can you give an example of what that life may look like? Um, it might be something like you live a life where you um, you go out a lot, maybe. Okay, yeah. Or socializing a lot is really important to you. Okay, so it might be you. brunch. It might be whatever. Mm. Because that person... You're in your character, you crave those things. Mm-hmm. You make those the mums I'm thinking of, they make those interactions happen. So they'll be like, brunch, and they might bring their child, but yeah. they're like, I love brunch. Yeah. So we're having brunch. Yeah. And the and the single, or not single, I should stop saying single, but childless friends are like, sure, me too, I love brunch. And you spend so much time with the yeah. person still that mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I actually understand your motherhood. Mm-hmm. So now it's easier for me to to involve myself in it a bit more. Yeah. I get it. I, I, yeah, I completely get that because I think even I'm personally susceptible to. I think if I had a child, I would probably rebrand as that person who mm. is different. Yeah, because I know that in my soul, you don't really. Care I don't about care about, about going stuff. out yeah. that much anyway. Exactly. So I'd probably use my child as an excuse. Yes. <laughs> to be like, yeah. but then because of you know, I do enjoy it sometimes. I would feel mad FOMO. Yeah. But like even even when I didn't have a child, I wasn't known for turning up like that anyway. Yeah. So yeah. like my friends aren't really going to make a whole effort of me and be like, she should be here. Yeah. So I know this is what she'll love because I never really was about you that anyway. You never really cared anyway. Yeah. And I, I just think it's sadly one of those things that like, if I'm real with myself, when I think about myself, there are a lot of things that my life and I feel London forces me mm. to do that I don't necessarily actively care about. Mm. And I'm always looking for an escape from it. Like, newly being in a relationship now, I can see Mm. myself and the way that I've shifted in a sense of like, I've had a period of not wanting to go out at school. I've become some homebody that's like, (laughs) she's just staying tonight. She's just going for dinner. She's just having brunch. And that's it. And when someone's like, party, I'm like, boring. But eventually, I've, I've gotten to a point now that I'm like, Actually, I feel a little bit lost. Yes. But the reason, and I'm, I now kind of want to start going back to going out again. But I'm also really torn because I'm like, I don't care about going mm. out. But it feels like the only thing that I've got other than this. Yeah. So um, this relationship hasn't saved me from what I already didn't necessarily care yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> And I guess also being a new mom as well, it's like, not only do you, you're struggling with your whole new identity, mm. and it's even down to time. Yeah, like you, might, you in your spirit, you may not feel like going out, but you you do have the option to put on your your rags and like yeah. head out. Yeah, Whereas yeah. With a child, it's like I've got I'm so working much around to think about. your clock. Like, do I have to breastfeed? Yeah. Who's going to look after this child? Do I even trust people around my? Yeah. Like, we also now live in a in a time where grandparents don't live around the corner or yeah. down the road. It's like there's a whole big kerfuffle of having to book in the time. Yeah. And that child is waiting for you when you get home after yeah, you're hanging. Yeah, like, exactly. Because sometimes it's, it's not true. even worth the it's sacrifice worth it, yeah. of like going out on the night out and then getting home at like one latest and yeah. being up at five. Yeah. It's just it's just not a lifestyle. Yeah. So I do, I can only imagine the the, the identity crisis of like... It's, it must be huge. Yeah. Or even, even again, feeling like desirable in any mm. way. Like your body changes... You're exhausted. You're kind of... Um, children use and abuse you. And people always... <laughs> yeah. m- new mums will always say that they have that period of not really knowing who they are. Yeah, so, who are you? Yeah. So even to be able to well. say what they want <laughs> is a bit like... 
it's hard. It's yeah. hard to land on that. Yeah. Do you know something I also think probably happens in this dynamic? It's really common, this dynamic, obviously, mm. as I've said a few times, but I feel like, un- unfortunately and fortunately, mm. childless people are in their most selfish era of their life. Mm. And I'm a childless person and I know, like, I really want to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And I think it's almost like repelling magnets when you when someone jumps the, over the fence and has a child mm-hmm. because they then become the most selfless person. Yeah. They enter into the most selfless era yeah. and like their whole life is built around looking after their child and mm-hmm. doing anything at any given moment for their child. Mm. And I think I can imagine that that kind of trickles into your expectations of other people where it's like, because your identity has changed and made you into this incredibly selfless person. Mm. You're probably more sensitive to the selfishness now because it's like, with how much you sacrifice, what you expect other people to sacrifice Mm. to to know your child and to be in your life with, as a mother, it's like, I'm asking absolutely nothing of you relative to what I do every single day. Like, I'm sure there's this subconscious element of like, you can't just come over yeah. once <laughs> in six months. Like, you've not been to yeah. my house in months. Like, you can't just come over. Meanwhile, I wake up at 1 a.m., 2 a.m., mm. 3 a.m., 4 a.m. Mm. I'm changing nappies. Yeah. My nipples are sore. Like, yeah. I, I can't do anything that I yeah. want. Like, and it's a lifestyle that we just don't, don't get. get it. Yeah. it's funny because even today's a perfect example. My, my godson and my friend, they're doing something anyway. I want to see them. Mm. I'm also very exhausted. Yeah. They live all the way in East London. I live, live in deep South London. I'm like, I know that they can't come to mine. Yeah. So I'm going to have to go to theirs. And now I'm like, okay, but I'm now sacrificing. I'm, I'm tired. Yeah. I'm actually tired, but I, I'm the one who has to go. And I understand yeah. because traveling a child across the whole of London is very long. And he also has a bedtime. Yeah. But yeah. now, then now it kind of creates a dynamic of like, if I don't go, then I'm not going to see them. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm kind of, I, I feel guilty. I'm not saying yeah. that she's ever made me feel bad, but like, I feel bad. Yeah. And then now yeah. you've kind of become, unfortunately, someone in my head that like, it's not like a tick box, but it's like, okay, I saw you. Yeah. I feel good about that. Maybe, especially with my godson more so. I'm like, I haven't seen him in like two, three weeks now. Okay, I have to I see him. To see like, it's, yeah. it's more of a guilty conscious. Yeah. But I know what you mean. It's like, if we were more engrossed in each other's lives, I'm not even counting when I'm yeah, seeing you. Yeah. Um, and you know, another thing as well that happens when you're, it's, I feel like it's a slippery slope mm-hmm. where, once you miss your moment, your window, you're pissed. Yeah. Once you miss yeah. your window to get to know a child, they just become other. Yeah. In a sense, like, even that feeling of like, um, you see a child that you know and you want to pick the child up and you hug and they scream and they yeah, run away. Yeah, they don't know you. And it's like, once you've missed that window, yeah. you're finished. Yeah. Because it hurts. It hurts. And that's that's the thing that people, I guess, don't really acknowledge. Mm. It sounds, it's sounding very much like first world problems. Yeah. But, there is a reciprocity in building a relationship with a baby mm. that makes you love that child more. Yeah. Like when the child loves you, you love it. Yeah. But if you're constantly yeah. forcing the child to be like, you're going to be my friend, you, eventually it kind of starts to feel like, well, maybe, maybe you just don't like me like yeah. that. <laughs> no, I do and get I'm not going to yeah, force yeah, yeah. this child to like me. So then the child becomes a bit of a sore spot for you. You don't want to push the rock the boat. So yeah. when you see the child, you're not as like, Enforcing You're more yeah. like Hello child yeah. And pat their head Do you know what I mean Like I think yeah. it's, There's a two-sidedness And I think people I think anyway There's a window Like mm. you have to be in there With that baby immediately mm-hmm. For them to not become like A bit of like a separate thing Yeah In your mind I agree I agree It's a shame Because obviously with, From the children's perspective that It can be built at any point Because if you saw Of sort course of, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah But I know for you And it's kind of like you kind of feel like the parents looking at you like, hmm. yeah, you don't know exactly. you. Exactly. You don't yeah. know you. So and it's like, you're judging me now. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I don't know how to fix this. Yeah. And also, <laughs> I've said this on a pod before. I don't know how to deal with babies. Yeah, yeah. I have never had a child. Yeah. I really hate that pressure of like, she's a natural. My guy, <laughs> yeah. babies are so temperamental. You don't yeah, know what it is that they're going to want at any time. Yeah. I don't know how much experience with babies as a childless person is going to help mm. you. Because at the end of the day, each child is very different mm-hmm. and it's about getting to know that child and what they want. And I think, yeah, there's, I think as a childless person, so I'm making it sound like some kind of disability every time <laughs> I say childless, but as a childless person, sometimes it's like, I, I don't know how to look after Because you've child. never experienced, I've never experienced it, before, it. Yeah. So And we're all so having children so much later as well. Yeah. yeah. 
There's so many foreign things in this situation for me. Mm. Um, and I always feel really sorry for the, the people on the submitter side because mm. it's like, this is the most monumental thing in, that's ever happened to me in my life. Mm. Like an extension of me. When I think about myself and the idea of having a child, I genuinely start to like get tingles yeah. because I'm like, I don't, I can't even imagine the way I'm going to love that child. Mm. And I'm, I feel like I'm going to expect the entire world to stop. I feel like I'm going to expect all of my friends to be like, oh yeah. my God, yeah. this is your child. Like the fascination that I'm expecting, yeah. I'm going to have. Yeah. I feel like everyone else should have it. But when they don't, which they inevitably won't, mm-hmm. because I'm not the center of the universe, that's going to really hurt. Yeah, it's going like, to hurt. really yeah. hurt. And they're only friends, you know, friends and most family members. They're only really around to maybe either give you a break mm-hmm. or they just want to make you laugh and, and give you back. Yeah. Like... Yeah. The change in nappies, the, the tantrums and stuff, it's like, oh, bro, that is so long. And it's exhausting. Yeah. But when you're not cut out, I think when you don't have children, you just don't have that resilience even. Mm. Like, I can imagine looking after my godson for maybe like, I don't know, six hours. And I might be like, whew. I'm tired. My gosh, exhausted. Yeah. But in my world, I genuinely am. Yeah. But from the mother's perspective, sorry, you've and dad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they should be like, they probably it's used like to it. They used yeah. to it. Yeah. yeah. 100%. So yeah, I, I get what, I think, and as you said before, the submitter seems very fair. Mm. It's just, they just can't really be friends like that. It's two different lifestyles. It's really sad. It, yeah. It's something that I think about quite a lot. Because I feel like I've seen it even amongst my friends with yeah. kids. And I'm like, damn, this has really has it, had taken its toll on our relationship. And it is for no reason other than we're in different stages of life. Mm. Like, as a, you're still the same person you always were. I still love mm. you to bits. And I am actually genuinely obsessed with the fact that you're a mom. I love yeah. that you have children. Yeah. And I love your children. But like, by virtue of the fact that I literally just, I'm not there in my life right now. And my my day-to-day just looks so different. Mm. There's a bit of a distance now. There is a distance. But you know, it's what I find so interesting how somehow it's always like they're the poor me. It, it always kind of feels like the grass is always green on the other side from each perspective because we're probably looking at them thinking, well, you're the goals. Like, you've got the partner, you've got the child and, like, you've got this family unit. Um, but then from their perspective, it's like, oh, you're living your best life. And it's like, I don't know, sometimes I feel like there's, there feels like there's a bit of resentment for that. <laughs> I think both sides have a little bit of, yeah, grass is green. Like mm. you said, I don't want to call it envy, but I think both sides look at each other and are like, what you've got is what I want. Yeah. But, and and then that breeds resentment because it's like, wow, with the luck and the good stuff that you've got over mm. there, you can't even every now and then care about me. Yeah. Because don't yeah. you see that I'm, I've lost out a little bit. Yeah, yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Because I think mothers often feel like I'm losing out. They're losing out, sorry, in not living the life that they used to. Mm-hmm. And they want their friends to be empathetic towards that. And I think on the flip side, it's like, we can feel sometimes feel like you've got everything that yeah. I've ever bloody and, wanted. And also, if we're honest with ourselves, sometimes and it's it's quite bad, but it's true. We're like, well, you you had this child, you wanted the child. I've said that to my. The only person I've fixed my mouth to say that to is my family. Is like, bruv, you born the kids that you wanted. Yeah. Why you, why you, come for you me? Had the children, yeah. so it's not my fault. It's not my fault. Or you, problem. And of course, they don't regret their children. No. But um. But it's what that yeah. must be is that. Center of the universe feeling yeah. that I'm expecting I'm going to have. Like, I genuinely feel like, how the fuck is the world yeah. not going to stop when I have a yeah. child? So they must have a bit of that yeah. going. Of and like, people, bro, you don't care. Yeah, exactly. And people really describe motherhood as like, it's so bittersweet. Like, I love my child, but also you've taken so much away from me. Yeah. And also, if we're honest with ourselves, I don't, I don't know, I'm not parent, but like, parenting is awful. <laughs> It's, it's, it's a lot a of work Awful You don't ex- sleep well Even when they're old enough To look after themselves You're anxious the whole time yeah. About if they're going to hurt themselves Or if they're You know Going to grow up And be good people yeah. Like There's it's, so much it's fear never, and guilt never ever yeah. ever ending And children are the most Selfish people on earth Yeah All they care about is themselves Yeah like, You could cry and be like and They'll be like Oh can I have my toast Yeah like, literally that. They don't care <laughs> they that you're don't crying care. Bit. Like they don't care They censor themselves Um so yeah, it's a, it's a really, yeah, I can only imagine being like a, a new mum, especially. Um, and it's interesting, actually, because where she mentioned about even the children, her friends who have teenage children, forget about the, how hard the early stages mm, are as well. Because they get back into their best their life groove. era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I think there's something in the, the what I said about like, 
Did you want Because she's making examples She said examples Sorry of Like they make plans But now mm. her kids are priority Yeah And they both flop on both sides mm-hmm. But I'm like Are the plans that you're making Things that you actually want to do Maybe yeah. like reassess Because I think sometimes mom, New mums also have this pressure on themselves Of like I need to prove that I'm still me Yeah So like yeah. What are you guys going at? <laughs> Come on let's go And you know that You can see their eyes are red yeah. And it's like Sis it's okay, you can sit down. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to want to do the things that you used to. So mm-hmm. maybe plan things that you actually will want to do with your friends, not things that are like gonna prove that you're still the hip young person. Yeah. Plan something you actually want. And then I'm sure you'll you'll show up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. will show up. You will make it happen. And yeah. vice versa, same with the friends. Like, truthfully, I don't necessarily mm-hmm. like going to meet my friends with kids and like Spend the evening indoors with them and their child. Mm. I would much rather we go out and do an activity with your with your child. Yeah, but like let's have a fun day out together. Like mm. I think everyone's sometimes there's a lack of acceptance of like yeah things have changed. Yeah, and that's yeah. all right. Like now let's move with them mm. to make the friendship mm. still work. Yeah, I think striking that balance is important because. With my friend and like the godson and stuff, sometimes we meet one on one and we can really catch up. And then mm. when he's there, we can catch up and then. But you know, he's running gonna, around. Yeah, with, yeah. Then, then she, you know, distracted or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's hard, and I think sometimes there is even maybe even an isolation in the fact that like you're not their first person to go to anymore because. So, for example, my friend, she's terrible on her phone. Mm. So if I'm really sad, she might not be the first person to message because yeah. she might not reply she's for a day or two. Be able to, <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I mean? That that's probably. That probably hurts in some kind of way. Things change. I think. Yeah, things do change. I, but to I, acknowledge it is important. Acknowledging yeah. it is important because, yeah, there's always going to be a way. I genuinely, and I think that's something that mm. in my friendships, I maybe need to do a better job of. of like, how can we strike a better balance mm. of, you know, acknowledging that things have changed. Your life has changed. Yeah. Even things as simple as like, my friends who have children live with their partners. Mm. And like, Back in the day, our dynamic was like sleepover, yes, yeah, sleepover, yeah. girls' night, and all that kind of stuff. And like having to move with that flow of like, mm. now when I come to your house, I'm seeing you and your husband. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, acknowledging it is the best way to be able to move forward. And I think, if I'm honest, I actually think married people with children should do a better job of maintaining their friendships alone. Yeah, I agree. A lot yeah. of married people will be like, now I'm married, so now we're all friends. No. And it's like, no, I'm your friend. Yeah. And I Again, love it. There's a balance. There's a balance. Yeah, so yeah. like maybe we do need one on one time. Yeah. That is still important for us. And mm. maybe, you know, the family doesn't have to come to everything. Like I, mm. I think genuinely the happiest also <laughs> unqualified speaking about this, but from observation, the happiest people that I know are the people that do that. Mm. The people that are like I have my identity still. I have my life still. Yeah. And I do what I've got to do to maintain that. And of course, like all things, I have another life that mm. you should become a part of yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. But exactly. it just can't be like, this is the new life and the only life and you have to be a part of this life. Mm. I didn't choose your man. I've got a question your for kids. you. Go on. Do you trust that your friend is um, keeping your information confidential? No. When she, really? No. When she when they have a partner, yeah, absolutely not. Really, nah. partner or husband, it's both. Um, I think both, mm-hmm. and I but I think with partner and husband, the only difference is the severity of the information, the extent of it. Okay, but I I don't know because what I will say is, I don't tell my guy anything about my oh, friends. Oh yeah, but I imagine that maybe in two years I will. Because, because believe what Rakia does, <laughs> you're never gonna believe. <laughs> yeah, see, that's the thing. I can tell, I can tell my man something about my personal experience. Mm. So this happened between Finger and I. Okay, got you. But something that that person just told me that is oh, in their okay. personal life, never in my life. That to me is outrageous. Mm. But I believe that once it's like married couples, I think they just. Free the real. I got to about do. something. I actually do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you're living under the same roof every day, yeah. I was work. Yeah. You're gonna start gossiping, mate. You're going to. I do wonder about that. Like, do you think what that that you trust your friends with to not share your information with, with their partner? Some friends, yes. Okay. I wouldn't say all friends, no, because I do get it. It's not, and I think what I guess 
what I'm aware of is that you wholeheartedly trust that person. That's the point. Yeah, yeah. you wholeheartedly trust yeah. that person. So, and most things in life are aren't actually that deep. Yeah, but obviously, it, for another person who's telling you that it's deep in it's their deep world for them, and it feels like a violation. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I always wondered that. I'm like, hmm, if I had a husband, would I tell him everything? I don't know. I think at the point that it's like you spend your every breathing mm. moment with that person. Yeah, you yeah. probably will. Hate to be that person. People need to be better at it though, because that's how some people's mans hate their friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true. You it happens all the them. time. Yeah. I've you seen your man and he's like, Yeah, you're right. And he's screwing me. And I said, Oh, she told you. <laughs> you don't need to be bad withholding yeah. the right information. I've, I've learned from other people's mistakes. Like, as much as you trust your, per- your mm. person, they still have feelings and opinions. Yeah. So they're going to form them. Like, they are going to form them, whether you like them or not. Oh, gosh. Um, Ridiculous. But yeah, anyway, I liked the toxic thought. Yeah, I think it was good. I think it's so relatable for anyone who's, you know, in this phase of life. It's kind of rite of passage. Like, Mm -hmm. we always talk about how there comes that point with a lot of things in life that it's like some people jump over the, the hurdle and it's everyone's going to you're not mm. maybe not going to but mm. most people are heading that way but that that lag between when you jump so we're talking house buying marriage mm. kids mm. all of these things fall into that category it can be very frictional yeah really uncomfortable yeah and the this one is particularly hard because usually it's that one person or two people mm-hmm. make that leap early yeah and everyone else takes their sweet time and eventually Jumps over and joins you And yeah. then they have the sweet experience Of doing it together Unfortunately mm. But Yeah it comes with its challenges Absolutely I'm hoping to be one of those people That Like I'm genuinely I know it sounds perfect But I'm, I'm planning that I will start a family Hopefully around the same time Everybody else does Really? Yeah, yeah. I don't, like, don't want to be on my own with it I don't Yeah 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 Because I've seen how hard it is And I struggle as The childless friend And mm. I'm like I also wouldn't want to be you <laughs> yeah. The mum Like it's hard Yeah So let's all do it together yeah <laughs> Ah then <laughs> One big room One big room <laughs> An orgy I don't know an orgy. an orgy for fuck's sake <laughs> Not what oh, I meant gosh Most people are born in September aren't they I saw like a Yeah yeah Survey Because of New Year's and Christmas Everybody's oh, getting it yeah. in yeah Crazy Alright my dears We love you plenty as per Well We're off Hope you have a beautiful week Yes um, thank you to our submitter. Yeah, we enjoyed I that. hope we provide a perspective as the childless side. Yeah, from the childless side, you know, we we do love you lots, kids. Absolutely, it just feels so different. So yeah, hopefully there's some tidbits in there of things that you can do to keep your friendships flourishing whilst <laughs> being a mommy. Yeah. Um, okay. See you next week. Bye. Love you. Bye. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.